Welcome back to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Today on the show, I am going to discuss manners. Manners are very important, children. And we live in a day and age where we're constantly having to adapt etiquette and manners due to the way that society interacts with each other in digital spaces or just ways where even that digital space or, again, post-COVID, where we're not used to really interacting with people all that often. So here's a quick reminder on different things and how to mind your manners. So I'm going to go ahead and assume right out of the gate that the majority, if not all, of my audience is old enough to drive. If there are those of you out there that are listening to this that are not old enough to drive, then I feel truly sorry for the fact that I may actually have any kind of influence on you. Bad Jeff. Bad Jeff. (gasps) Driving manners seem pretty easy. Rule number one, don't be an asshole. That pretty much covers all of the other rules. I will drill down into more specifics, but... Pretty much the majority of the stuff that I'm going to discuss from a driving etiquette and driving manners perspective is just not being an asshole. Curious if you're an asshole while driving? Well, follow this test. One, when there is a long line of cars waiting for like an exit or something like that, do you drive all the way up to the front of the line and then cut over really fast, almost causing multiple accidents because your time is more precious than everyone else's? If you answered yes, you're an asshole. If someone lets you in and you need to come over, even if you're not cutting in front of a long line of traffic, do you signal them with a wave of thanks? If not, you're an asshole. Do you honk your horn excessively when someone is taking a few extra seconds to actually press on the gas when a light turns green? I understand there are, well, we'll do a two-pronged question. So if you do that, you are an asshole. But on the flip side, do you sit there and stare at your phone all the time while you're sitting at a light and then the light turns green and you have no idea that the light is green because you're staring at your phone? If so, you are an asshole. And really, using your phone for the most part, other than to select music or use your GPS, at this point, come on, people, I get so fed up. I'm almost to the point of wanting to honk at people when I'm driving beside them. And it's like they're not even looking. It's so crazy how people have programmed their brains to drive and operate a vehicle almost completely peripherally. And I don't mean just peripheral vision, like everything is peripheral. You're not even paying attention to anything outside the car. Let me give you an example. When when we drive, we all stare up ahead of where we're driving. We don't stare at the road or the lines on either side of us because that would mess us up. Instead, in order to stay in between the lines that you are presently between, you don't look where you are, you look ahead. It's like when I took flight training to be a pilot years ago, the first thing they teach you when you're actually flying is look straight ahead. Don't, you know, try and look into the immediate area that you're flying into, look off into the horizon and use your peripherals to do everything else. So that's basically what all drivers do. So here, let me give you a test. Not even look down inside your car. And if you're going to do this, do this when you're not driving super fast or you're not driving on a a crazy road. But instead of looking off into the distance, try just looking at the road directly in front of your car. You will not be able to do it very long 
because it would your peripheral for some reason doesn't work the same way when you're looking at a much smaller scope of the road. If you don't believe me, just try it. Next time you are driving, just look over the top of your hood right to that section of road that you can first see and just try and look at that for a few seconds. You will feel absolutely weirded out and you will return your gaze up ahead on the road so that you can not steer yourself into a ditch. I take no liability for any assholes who drive off the road or into traffic trying this. Like I said, don't do it in a highly populous area or when you're driving at a high rate of speed. Maybe don't do it when there's a really deep ditch right off to the side of the road, just in case. But now take that even a step further to where when someone is looking at their phone while they're driving, they have no eyes on the road, not even the fucked up lack of peripheral vision of looking at the road directly in front of the car, nothing. So it's just so weird how people operate like this. And I really want to start honking my horn when I'm next to these people and I can see them just staring at their phone while they're driving. The only reason I don't is because I don't trust these assholes not to freak out and steer their car in a quick jerky reaction into my own. But yes, if you're texting and looking at social media and doing all that shit while you're driving, you are without a doubt an asshole. You know, there's a variety of other shitty things you can do while driving, like being slow in the quote unquote fast lane on the highway. That's an asshole move. Not using your turn signal. Guys, that's not difficult. It's just one little click. Uh, Having your music up so loud that it vibrates all of the cars in a three mile radius. If you do that, you're an asshole. There's all kinds of asshole stuff you can do as a driver. So I implore you, mind your manners drivers and don't be an asshole. So similar to driving is parking and parking lots. Tons of opportunity in a parking lot to be an asshole. First off, Do not take up multiple spaces unless you are driving an oversized vehicle. And if you do have an oversized vehicle because you're such an asshole that you can't drive a normal size car, then at least take up two spaces at the end of the lot and walk your asshole self into the place that you're going. The people with these expensive sports cars and things like that that want to take up multiple spaces, you are not that important. Your car is not that important. And it makes me want to go out of my way to damage your car. Just to teach you a lesson, I don't do these things, people, but I want to. Also, in parking lots, like at a grocery store, this isn't specific to driving, but put your cart away, please, for the love of God. I don't understand these people that it's just like, okay, I've pushed my cart around for three quarters of a mile through this store. I've now pushed it another approximate 70 feet to my car. I'm exhausted. I cannot push this cart another foot. I know the cart return is only eight feet away, but I just can't. Yes, you can put your cart away. And while you're at it, if you're at a place that has different size carts, there's two rows. Like one side is the bigger cart. One side is the smaller cart. Don't push your big cart into a small cart. Don't push your small cart into a big cart. I am not an employee at a grocery store that has to deal with this bullshit, but it frustrates me on their behalf when I see this shady behavior. Here's another one. Holding doors. Now this seems 
holding doors is usually more thought of as, you know, a man opens a door for an elderly lady or something like that. Can we quit with all of this role-specific, gender-specific, who opens a door for who? As a matter of fact, today I was leaving an establishment and a guy was holding a door open for a lady that was leaving and I was about three steps behind her and he immediately after she came in, walked in and then just the door closed on me. Hey, asshole, I'm not that far behind. Open the door for both of us. This isn't like some sexist chivalry act that you need to engage in only. It's just being a kind and good person. And I will say, ladies, this applies to you. Guess what? You have worked so hard for equality and you want to be treated the same as men. You want to be paid the same as men. I'm not saying that that is wrong, but if you want to be treated the same, open a fucking door every once in a while and hold it for somebody. You're not a fucking princess. If you are able to open the door and hold it for a even an able-bodied, strong, beefy, burly man, it's not like it requires a ton of effort to hold a door open for a few seconds and be polite and kind to fellow members of your society. So you are not exempt from this. I honestly can't tell you the last time, if ever, that a woman has opened a door and held it for me. I just can't. And it's because there are just all these expectations and like I said, you know, roles that people have adhered to that women just assume I either open the door for myself or someone opens the door for me. Those are the only two options. Wrong! Open the door and hold it for people if you are ahead of them and they are right behind you. Even if you're afraid that they're going to get in line in front of you, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. And honestly, that person that you held the door for that you were ahead of, if they get into a line ahead of you after you held the door, they are an asshole. So if you walk into an establishment where you're immediately like fast food or something like that, where you're immediately getting in a line and someone held the door for you, make sure that you allow them in the line in front of you. That is good manners. Now, when you're in an establishment and you need to make a dookie in a public facility, there's also some manners and etiquette for that. Okay, first off, look, none of us want to shit in a public stall. None of us want to do that. Ladies and men alike, I'm sure that's just not the most pleasant. We all like to make our poopsies in our personal bathrooms. I don't even like to take a shit in someone else's bathroom in their home. I'm not comfortable with that. I mean, I can do it if it's an emergency, but I will hold it as long as possible until it is an emergency if that is my only option. But if you are in a public restroom, here's the deal. You probably have a good idea if someone else is in that bathroom or not based on, oh, I don't know, the sound of footsteps, the sound of hands being washed, the sounds of piss hitting the water in a next door stall or urinal. You have an idea unless you are having explosive diarrhea that you just simply cannot control. Pinch that shit off until the person leaves the bathroom if you can. Now, obviously, this is more difficult in a public bathroom where there's a lot more people coming and going. You know, it's like, well, when do I get the shit? If I have to wait for everybody to leave, they keep coming in. All right, fine, if that's how it has to work. But definitely don't just, like, let out a big, nasty... And then go... After. You don't have to grunt. 
grunting and vocal noises, those are things you can absolutely control. You may not be able to control the elasticity of your butthole or the explosiveness of your bowels, but you can definitely clamp your lips shut and not grunt, not moan, even if the, the shit elicits a grunt, a growl, or a moan. That's fine. You can do all the groaning, grunting, and moaning that you want to do at home. In public, I don't want to hear your after. Also, for men, if you are at a wall of urinals, if there's three urinals and one guy, well, first off, if you're if you walk in and there's three urinals, do not pick the urinal in the middle because now you're forcing the next guy that comes in to stand directly next to you. You need to space it out unless absolutely necessary and there are three guys that all need to piss at the same time and there's an asshole in the stall taking a shit and grunting and groaning so therefore he couldn't piss in there like if i were to walk in to a three urinal one stall men's room and there's two guys pissing at the urinals and the middle one's open but i also see the stall is open i'll go piss in the stall because i don't want to be squeezed in between i don't want to be the cream filling of a piss oreo happening at in the restroom of this bar or grocery store or wherever also if you're at a urinal do your best sometimes it can't be helped most times it can do your best not to fart while you're peeing, especially if someone else is right there next to you, that's so awkward when you're at a bank of urinals in a public restroom and everyone's pissing, minding their own business, and then you just hear this fart. And now you know you're going to spell it. You're not done. You're going to have to walk through it to get to the sink to wash your hands. Asshole. So just think about that stuff next time you're in a public restroom. Like I said, none of us want to really have to do our business one or two in a public restroom. It happens that we're going to need to. However, you can control some aspects. If you can't control your butthole, at least control your mouth. Ugh. Another area that I mentioned you know, earlier at the start of the podcast that is social media, texting, things like that. You know, We're all adapting and trying to figure out the manners, the etiquette, what's proper, what's not. Like on social media, if you have the option to love something, like on Facebook, and someone posts, my dad died today. See, that's a tough spot. Do you like it? Now they have the little one that you can do where it's like a, a dude hugging a heart. I care. Do you really? Do you? Did you meet my dad? Maybe he was an asshole. Maybe he didn't thank people when they let him into traffic. Maybe he groaned and grunted while he took a shit in public restrooms. It's funny that none of these platforms have an unlike, like dislike. That would be the perfect thing for people to select with bad news or kind of depressing stuff. And, you know, when it comes to texting, there are definitely some manners and etiquette first and foremost. Don't leave me hanging, bro or broette. I don't care. Whoever it is, if I text you something... At least give me a response. I know there's a lot of people out there that hate it when people just respond, K. They hate it. They hate it as much as they hate the word moist. Yes, I know there are a ton of people out there. I hate the word moist. Ew, don't say that. Have you ever had delicious cake? Then shut the fuck up. 
if you hate the word moist, then there's probably a good chance that somehow you're equating that word to a vagina. And that's why it bothers you so much. And that's your fucking problem for somehow equating the word moist to a vagina. I can't help you with that. You should seek professional help. I, I still don't understand why so many people hate the word moist. Yes, and I've said it over and over again. Moist, moist, moist. You're welcome. Because I don't care. I think it's stupid. But, again, a lot of it's probably a lot of the same people that hate the word moist. Yes, I said it again. That don't like K when they're getting a text response. Personally, I don't care. What Okay? Is that better? A thumbs up emoji? Is that better than just K? Because these people that don't like K... They would not be upset by someone typing just two letters, okay, or O-K-A-Y, the full word, okay. I'm assuming the people that don't like K also don't like the thumbs up emoji. It feels too impersonal to me. But me personally, I am satisfied with some kind of response. I understand this is a digital text message. It's supposed to be succinct. It's not supposed to replace an actual conversation. We've all fucked up and let text messages replace actual conversations the majority of the time. But I am okay with K. I'm K with K as long as there is a response. A response is necessarily don't leave me hanging. Also, one of my least favorite things in this world, group texts. I fucking hate group texts. Please, 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 mom, I know you're listening. Stop including me in group texts unless absolutely necessary because inevitably here is the problem. I'm not a big texter. I, you know, I, I will text as needed, but I do feel that it's obviously a little impersonal. Like I said, it has kind of replaced actual conversation and social interaction to an extent. So for me, inevitably what happens with a group text is something will come through. I will respond once or twice and now I am stuck getting notification after 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 notification. Do you see how annoying this is? This is what it's like. And now I'm just constantly seeing a conversation between two other people. Hey, why don't you two text each other and leave me the fuck out of it? Yes, that would be pleasant. Thank you. And even worse with a group text is sometimes there will be a group text that takes place on, let's say, a Monday. And then four days later, one of those people decides to send a text primarily to one of those people in the group. But to make it easy, since that's in their recent text history, they just send it to the group again. And it's like, you're not even texting me at this point. I'm just part of this because you were too fucking lazy to start a new text thread. People... Don't be lazy. Don't be an asshole. Start a new thread if what you have to say is not for the entire group. And especially, like in my case, if you have been able to tell that after, oh, I don't know, 30 minutes, maybe six hours, maybe five days, if that, you know, person is continuously not responding to the group text, text the other person individually, enjoy that little replacement of real conversation, and leave me out of it. Ugh, I hate them. Hate them. So I'm going to wrap this episode up with a final discussion, a final segment about manners. 
And this is about the differences between yawns, sneezes, coughs, and farts. It's weird how there are different societal expectations for how to react to a yawn, a sneeze, a cough, or a fart. Especially now that we are, you know, amidst all of the COVID, people coughing and sneezing, that's like, oh my God, we're all gonna die! I mean, all of these things are natural bodily functions. Some of them involuntary, some of them you have a little more control over to make it voluntary. Like you can hold a fart for a half hour if you have to, in most circumstances. Now, involuntarily, that fart wanted to leave 30 minutes ago, but at the end of those 30 minutes, when you can finally escape somewhere to let that fart out, you have now made it voluntary. But like a yawn, a yawn is relatively involuntary. However, a yawn, unlike a sneeze, a cough, or a fart, is contagious. You can make people yawn just by yawning. And they see you yawn, and it will trigger yawns in other people. See how many people just yawned because I yawned. That was a fake yawn, actually. I didn't even yawn. I really was trying to get a real yawn. I just don't have one in me. That was a voluntary yawn. But I bet you at least one person that's listening to this podcast just yawned because they heard me yawn. You see people yawn, it makes you yawn. That doesn't happen with sneezes, coughs, and farts. No one farts and it's just like you. <laughs> like someone farts while you're in the urinal. Could you imagine if one guy farted at a bank of urinals and all of a sudden the other two guys that were at the urinal just, it was this choir, this chorus of toots because it was contagious like a yawn? That would be funny. I would like to see that. Unfortunately, that is not the case with farts and toots. But the weird thing, you know, since we're talking about manners, what I think is so weird is how differently those four things are treated. So let's start with a yawn because we're already talking about it. A yawn, you are not expected to say anything to anyone else to excuse yourself. They are not expected to say anything to you. You just yawn. I mean, manner-wise, cover your mouth. That's basically what you're supposed to do. But you really don't need to cover your mouth. That's just so that people don't have to see your tonsils. But it's not like a sneeze where you're spraying spittle and disease everywhere. Like an AIDS monkey with the sniffles. <laughs> so a yawn, there's really no manners. I mean, it's just yawn as you see fit. There's no consequences for yawning. Now, like I said, coughs and sneezes. Oh, and burps. Let's not forget burps. Oh, how did I forget burps? So, but coughs and sneezes, like, again, a cough, cover your mouth. Again, not spittle coming out like a sneeze, but at least cover your mouth because there is something coming out of you. You're not expected to say anything to the people around you after you cough. You're not expected to say anything to someone after they cough. A sneeze, on the other hand, we have to bring religion into a sneeze. God bless you. Now, we all know that the whole God bless you aspect that people say after a sneeze dates back to, uh, there's multiple stories as like, for example, people thought that demons were leaving your body when you sneezed. So they would say, God bless you. There's other old wives tales and origins of God bless you. I haven't done the research. I'm not sure if there's a definitive reason as to why God bless you and God and religion has to come into you sneezing. 
I am very anti-God bless you. I have been for a long time. Uh, my kids know, and people who know me very well, they know when I sneeze, don't say anything to me. I don't want to hear God bless you or bless you, anything like that. We don't need to bring religion into it. As a matter of fact, at my last job, it was almost known company-wide, well, at least the people that I would interact with, that if I sneezed, if you're going to say anything, say damn you. I just, I, I would so against bless you that I would, if you have to say something, say damn you. I'd rather you say nothing at all. Let me fucking sneeze and just move on. You don't say anything to me when I cough. You don't say anything to me when I yawn. You don't say anything to me when I burp. I'm burping, yes. Excuse me, now it's your job. No one says anything to you, and honestly, a burp sounds way more demonic coming out of your mouth than a sneeze. But now with a burp, you're expected to say, Excuse me. No one is expected to say anything to you. And burps, for the most part, just like sneezes and coughs, they're involuntary. I mean, there's trying to hold in a burp, man, that's way more different than trying to hold in a fart. That really tells you the difference between the control that you have over your throat and the control that you have over your butthole. You have much more control over your butthole most of the time, at least more so than you do your throat. And of course, we come to one of the greatest things in life, the fart. As I mentioned, farts can be involuntary. They can be voluntary, but typically if they're voluntary, it's only because you've held it so long that you were able to control when you released the involuntary need. Like I can burp on command if I have to. If I really try, I know I faked it earlier, but I can yawn on command. I can't sneeze on command. I can't fart on command. I can cough on command, and it wouldn't be a real cough, but I could emulate a cough. And if you emulate a cough enough, you will actually cough for real, because now your throat will be irritated. And like, what the fuck are you doing? We don't need to cough. Why are you coughing? All right, fine. You want to see some coughs, buddy? You want to see some coughs? Let's turn it up a notch. But there is no real expected thing that someone is supposed to say or that someone else is supposed to say when someone farts. If you fart in the middle of a crowded movie theater and just go, excuse me, that doesn't cut it. <laughs> the people in the theater are like, fuck you. I don't care that you said excuse me. You just farted, you loose butthole son of a bitch. I'm not really sure what the etiquette is for, you know, farting accidentally in public other than just total embarrassment and, oh, God. And, of course, you have the, you know, silent but deadlies. If you can squeak one out and no one knows, no one heard it, rather, people will know here in a few seconds. Why do I smell eggs and onions and dead dog? Before I wrap up, I will tell you one funny story about a particular fart of mine. This would have been uh, probably about four to five years ago. The band that I played in, the Lovebenders, we performed on what's called the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. These are fans, coaches, ex-players of the Ohio State University Buckeyes, and they all go on a cruise every year to raise money for the James Cancer Hospital and cancer research. Yay! So it's all for a great cause. It is very testosterone and sports-fueled, <clears throat> but it is all for a very good cause. So we played on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer multiple years, and we would be up pretty late, uh, me and the other two guys in the band. And this one particular night, so at the end of every night, 
most of the people that were on the boat were already in their cabins and in bed. There was a handful of people that were up on the very top deck in this little, I mean, teeny tiny, it's not even a deck, but it's like the nightclub at the very top. And, you know, that would go on until maybe two, three, maybe four o'clock in the morning. And then those late night drunkards would manage to try and get their way back to their cabin safely. So this one particular night, we were pretty much wrapped up the, the club. We were done with that experience. We were ready to go crash. So we get on the elevator, which we have to take down multiple floors to get to where our cabins are. I'm sure between the combination of not eating properly and when I did eat it was this buffet cruise food, not to mention an exorbitant amount of beer at this point, you know, at 3 or 4 a.m., my stomach was churning a little bit. And it's me and the other guys, you know, hey, I'm exhibiting manners and etiquette. I don't want to fart on the elevator necessarily while they're in it. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily that I didn't want to fart to save their nose and their senses. I didn't want to be trapped with my own butt funk. And at this point in the night, because the ship is a ghost town, there's really not that many people getting on the elevators. And the only ones getting on the elevator are typically the people that are already up on the like the 12th floor where the nightclub is bringing it down. You don't have people going up at this point in the night because the, the club is about to close. So I felt safe. And this was one of those damn near involuntary farts where it was everything I could do to hold it in until we got to our floor. And right as the elevator was slowing down and hitting our floor, I just let this fart out. And my bandmates heard it and immediately are pushing forward toward the door like there's a fire in the back of the elevator. And they go rushing out of the elevator and I kind of casually, proudly walk out of the elevator after leaving my masterpiece behind, only to discover a lone gentleman getting on the elevator. He stepped into the elevator. Oh, this poor fella. And as the doors were closing, all we heard was, Oh my God! It was a particularly funny and proud moment for me, and definitely a story of flatulence that I will never forget. So, people... Mind your manners. Just be good people. Be kind to other people. Ladies, open a fucking door every once in a while for someone else. You are not a princess. You want equality. Live that way. Don't grunt and moan when you're shitting in a public restroom. Ideally, I don't want to hear your shit while I'm in there. But if you can't control that, shut your mouth. Do not involve me in group texts. Mom, did you hear that? Do not involve me in group texts that are going to last longer than four and a half minutes. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. As I mentioned on a recent episode, the, the numbers of listens are really starting to go up on the podcast, so I am extremely excited to know that more and more people are starting to listen. I believe I'm now in nine different countries, so that is fantastic. We've added South America, Latvia, and I'm blanking, oh, Turkey, but it is much appreciated. Please go follow me on Twitter. It is at Jeff Goes Tweet, at Jeff Goes Tweet on Twitter. Uh, send me your suggestions for topics and show ideas, and if I think it's something that could be entertaining, funny, or just a really good old-fashioned rant, I will be happy to discuss it. Also, go check out my Etsy store and my original designs and artwork at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash broken record studio. Thank you, everyone. May your manners be exquisite. I'm Jeff. 
And I'm Jeff. Good night.